Welcome to a new episode of Talking Rivals, a weekly show exploring everything about the best bleep and rivalry in baseball. Co-hosted by Patrick covering the Boston Red Sox and myself covering the New York Yankees. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Talking Rivals. You could also find us at TalkingRivals.com for any other episodes you've missed. Uh, you could also find our podcast wherever you find your podcast at Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. And you could also find us at Sportswire Radio at sportsandarium.com backslash player. And you can follow the station manager there. It's Thomas Bryce at Thomas Bryce 2017 for all the scheduling. Uh, you could also follow Patrick at Patrick Trotty on Twitter. You can follow myself at CP7NY on Twitter. Um, so, Patrick, um, I thought we were going to come on this show today and start talking like really negatively about the Red Sox and say, this season's over. We're going to lose, you know, the Red Sox are going to lose like 90 games. But then they had a good second part of the week last week, taking at least three games now against the Angels. And I kind of think, okay, maybe they'll level off. So what's the story with Boston? Because I can't figure them out. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're a 500 team at best. If everything yeah. breaks right, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get good first half of the uh, bad first half of the week, and then a good second half of the week. And that Tampa series, I said, as long as they don't get swept, and then they get swept. Right. <laughs> it was um, the first game was a one nothing, um, just a pitcher's duel, but they. Uh, Chris Martin lost the game at the end on a home run, but you know, that was, it was a well-played game. So can't fault them, but the, uh, the last three games were bad um, in Tampa. So um, just no pitching, uh, untimely hitting um, you name it. And it, it was that bad. Um, what are you seeing with sale in, in uh, Kluber? Anything positive? Yeah, Kluber, Kluber right now is a shell of his former self. He he's he's nibbling. He's throwing like high eighties. Uh, he's gonna have to be one of those crafty veterans. And at this point, I'm just hoping you know get him through five innings each time. Because hmm. if you see him too many times around the order, they start squaring up the balls. So yeah. And still, Again, I, I believe it when I see it with him, and he has not shown much so far. And he's taken ownership of it, which is good. But I, at this point, it's just talk from right. Of course, he's got to take ownership of it. But yeah, he's got no other choice, right? <laughs> at the end of the day, yesterday, the Red Sox finally got seven innings out of a starter. Nice. First time all year. That was Whitlock, right? And that was his first start, no less. And, and Bayo's <laughs> pitching today, and it's uh, it's interesting because Whitlock. I think they had the quickest game in Fenway since 1989, as far as game time of game with Whitlock pitching. Yeah. Yesterday it was an hour 57. So, um, but yeah, the the Red Sox right now they they sent back Dahlbeck. They brought up Duran, made a couple other moves. Yoshida's starting to play DH again, so his hamstring is better. But uh, this team is 
for Red Sox fans, just just it's a roller coaster. It's going to be a couple games good, and then a couple games when when the good is good, you know, if Duvall gets back healthy, I know he's going to be out six to eight weeks, but Devers is hitting the cover off the ball right now. He's got seven home runs, I think. Um, the good is good, but the bad is really bad. It's infuriating because this lineup is other than Devers, there's nobody you're pitching around. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to go through the lineup. Well, when you got Rob Ref Snyder batting third. Yeah. He's batting third. How is that even like, and this is a team that has what, what's your payroll? Isn't it almost 200 million or something? Yeah. <laughs> How is that possible? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> ideally, that's Justin Turner. Unbelievable. Move Ref Snyder down to like the big hole in this team is the lack of, well, there's a lot of things, but it's right up the middle. <laughs> yeah. Look, look at their catcher, shortstop, second baseman, and center fielder right now. You've mm. got Wire, Christian Arroyo, Kike Hernandez, and Jared Duran. Yeah, that's not good. That's that's not going to get it done. That's that's dream seventy five wins. Listen, and and they pay they're paying Yoshida a decent amount of money. I would move him up in the lineup too. He's batting four. If you bat him, oh today fourth. Okay, because I'm looking at yesterday's box score. And six three lefties in a row. Oh okay, yeah. Go Devers and him. Maybe split them up. Like maybe put. I would put oh, Turner no. at the three. Yeah. And then Yoshida at the four. Yeah, that makes sense. And then you're not getting anything out of Cassis right now. He's striking out a lot. Um, you know, besides Verdugo, who has the day off, and Devers, no one's really hitting. And mm. it's it just shows you how everything had to go right this season. Everything had to break right for them to sneak into the playoffs. And they lose – I can't believe I'm saying it again. They lose Adam Duvall, and things just go to hell in a handbasket. Right. And that just shows you how how slim the margin of error is. Yeah, especially earlier on, you lost Story, right? And then then it's Duvall. Then that, then that moves everybody around the infield and Yeah. And it's you know what, at this point there's really there's nothing you could do. No. You know, I mean nobody's given up yet on their season and even if they are, they're a bad team anyway. So what are you picking up, right? So yeah, um, they even mentioned it. The assistant GM said, you know, at this point right now, we're looking for incremental moves, maybe, maybe waiver claims and whatnot, but nothing yeah. big. Yeah, I I wouldn't even know who to who to sign or try to. You can't make a trade. Um, I, yeah, I think you just got to ride it out and and hope some of these guys could get hot. What what's going on with Store? Is he coming back anytime soon? Uh, they're saying July at the earliest. Oh wow! Oof. Yeah, yeah. He had complete surgery. He was in a brace, and oh. um, he kind of had like a faster version of Tommy John. Oh, that's not good. Like a faster recovery. Yeah, I think it was the UCL mm. to his throwing arm. So. It's weird. Like you guys have a very lefty heavy lineup. We, we're just the complete opposite. Maybe we could move a player or two and kind of even each other's lineups. Out. Would be batting fourth for us. <laughs> God. Yeah. 
that it's amazing. I, I look at the lineups and I'm like, wow, I don't know. <laughs> Especially with Yu Chang playing and Yu Chang is look, he, he showed up for the WBC and he, I think he won the game for the Red Sox yesterday. He mm-hmm. had like three or four RBIs, a home run, but he's batting under a hundred. Yeah. That's, if, he, that's... if you're asking anything of him, you're in trouble. Right. That is true. But what about the Yankees this week? Well, I mean, it started in Cleveland, uh, three-game series there. We we lost the first game. Uh, Shane Bieber pitching. We had him on the ropes early in the first inning. Got two runs across, but we should have got more. But um, Herman was not good. Walked a bunch of guys. Um, we still only lost 3-2. The bullpen just, you know, just being used too much there. Uh, so we ended up losing three, two in that game, just offensively couldn't get anything going against Bieber. And then the next two though, the offense woke up the next, next day, 11, two Cole pitched another gem. He's been really good. Um, and, um, and then the final game, they, they pulled it out four to three, um, with the help of <laughs> a guy you might be, might, you could have been using this year. Frenchie Cordero hit a home run to tie it. Okay. That guy's yeah. in a. Haunt me. <laughs> yeah. He's so. going to go 40 40. <laughs> 40 40. God almighty. Uh, <laughs> Look, he's been a shot in the arm for you guys. I mean, no, he definitely has, man. Lefty bat, which is huge for us. We need uh, a lefty bat, um, especially after losing Carpenter. He's, uh, you know, a lot of people calling him, you know, this year's Carpenter. I don't think he's going to be hitting that good because um, you could see. I, I listen, when he connects, yeah. He hits the ball about 500 feet. There are holes in his swing. Yes. Yeah. You could see that. So he's not going to be Carpenter. Carpenter so is a good hit. In the Cleveland series where I think it was three pitches. Yeah. Just good morning, good afternoon, and good mm-hmm. night. Yeah. He just got lucky in that in that um, deciding game there in the series, the third game. He connected, he tied it, and then we, we took the lead. And, um, and Holmes closed the game out to win the series, but – he was a little shaky, and um, it was a little bit of foreshadowing <laughs> for the Minnesota series uh, in his next appearance. Um, taking a word from uh, something that you use in your in your books, foreshadowing. Um, and then we had, so we took two out of three against Cleveland on the road, awesome. And then uh, we come home to play Minnesota with four games. That's usually great news because we have owned Minnesota for the past twenty years. It seems. Um, but uh, the first game with Brito pitching, Brito got beat up, gave up like seven runs, I think, in the first inning. Didn't even get out of the first inning. Um, we ended up losing 11-2. Um, and then the next game, we had the lead 3-2 to two going into the eighth inning. And uh, they brought in Holmes to start the eighth, which was a little strange. But Boone um, explained it that he wanted to give – he wanted to match up Holmes – with their, I think it was nine, one, and two batter. Yeah, I think um, it was Buxton and Correa were batting second and third in that inning. Yeah, uh, it, it didn't work out good. <laughs> Holmes gave up a couple of hits, walk, uh, ends up giving up two runs, the lead, and we end up losing four three. But the good thing is the Saturday game, game three, uh, we won six to one with Haman pitching very well. He pitched five and a third of uh, perfect. I mean. No run, you know, no, no hits, no anything. 
He was perfect going into the sixth inning. He pitched really good. Six and a third all total, three hits a run. Struck out 11 in the game. Wow. Um, King finished it out. Uh, there was a little problem in the fifth inning, I think, or fourth inning. Um, they asked to check his his hand. I think um, Baldelli, uh, the manager of the Twins, asked to, to check Herman's hand because I'm trying to get in his head. I, I think part of it, but I think what the problem was he was using a rosin bag in in the dugout before he went back out the pitch. Oh. So, and every time he went out, I think the ump told him, I, you could kind of read his lips. He said, I told you to wash your hands before you come out. And he didn't. So I guess he was coming out with that rosin. So I guess bald, you know, Baldelli was like, who knows what that rosin is, has got in it and all that stuff. So, um, uh, Baldelli ended up getting thrown out, but Herman was fine. He pitched into the seventh, six and a third, really good. So that's, that's a good sign because I mean, we were getting nothing out of the three starters other than Cole and, um, and Cortez. So, uh, that was a that was a big start for him and for the Yankees. King yeah, finished the Cortez off. game wasn't that the game? I watched a replay of it. Wasn't that the, the bunch of solo home runs? That was a that was a tough game. Must have been a tough game for the Yankees because I, Correa basically won the game. Yeah, I think that was the second game that we lost four yep. three. Yep. Yeah, we had. I think we hit three solo home runs. Right, that was a yeah. Volpe hit the the leadoff home run for his first career home run. Then Judge hit one right after him, and we thought, oh, this is gonna be a blowout, and we got nothing until Stanton hit one in the sixth inning, and that's we were up three two going into the eighth inning, and that's when Holmes uh, blew that game. Um, and then the last game, Sunday's game, Cole pitched awesome. I mean, he's been awesome all all you know all season. Um, he went all nine. He, uh, how many hits did he give up? He gave up two hits, um, walked one and struck out 10, complete game shutout. He's been great, 4 0 now. Um, a lot of home runs. I know last year that was his Achilles heel, even though he still had good numbers. Yeah, so far he has not given up a home run yet. Okay, yeah, he's doing great, 28 and a third. Um, just three runs so far, no homers uh eight walks 32 k's he's he's looking he's looking like the ace that we wanted and i you know i they they talked about him this morning on mlb central and um you know they're saying he is underrated i think boone said it yesterday you know after the game he is un- underrated i don't know about underrated but underappreciated would be a better word I, I, me. yeah taken for granted yeah that too you know i mean he takes the ball every you know every fifth day he's He's that guy, you know, he's the guy that we paid for. Yeah, the, the results of the team have not been what, what you want, but this guy's been, you know, a, a top five Cy Young almost every year he's been with us. Yeah. So you, you can't really, you know, you can't really fault him. Um, he's he's pitched as good as you want him to, you know what I mean? He's fourth, his first year was fourth, second year he finished second, uh, 2022 he finished ninth in the Cy Young, so pretty good you know yeah. i mean what else do you guys i mean yeah you'd love to get him a cy young and a little less home runs because he did hit he did give up 33 last year but so far he's, he's looked really good and I, you, you really can't complain man um bad news this week uh stanton hamstring pull 
<laughs> was the great how is you know what i look at him and i'm like how do you even pull a muscle that dude is like got it's a good point he's got like 0.1% body fat on his on his body he he's got a he's in better shape than anybody in the league muscle. huh <laughs> that's how you pull a muscle you have nothing but muscle i guess so <laughs> i guess he needs to add some fat <laughs> gain some weight would you uh, so. played 150 games Oh, what'd you say? When was the last Has time? Has he ever played 150? Uh, with us? Probably not. I would yeah. say no. The last time he did... Oh, no, he did. The first year he was here, 2018, he played in 158 games. That's almost un unheard of now. So, okay, now it went from 158 to 18 to 23 in 2020 because of the COVID. Yep. But then 139 and 110 last year. I'll, I'll take... Would you, know. you sign up for 139? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 30, think about it. Two years ago, he hit uh, in 139 games, he hit 35 home runs and 97 RBIs. I'll take that in a second if he does that. I'm sure he'll take that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it's sad because this is a guy that he's shown when he's healthy, when he plays a full year, this guy is, you know, he's a guy that could carry a team and, you know, be an MVP, did that with the, with the Marlins. I know that was six years ago now. But this is a guy that could do that kind of, you know, that kind of damage. I mean, maybe not 59 home runs, but, you you know, 35 to 40 easy if he's healthy. I mean, that's that's an easy number if he's healthy. You know, yeah, he, with, it, his, with his power, I think it's just obviously it's staying healthy, but it's easy yeah. to get in the high 30s. So MRI was done. He's going to be out. Uh, at least four weeks. They're saying four to six weeks. So yada yada yada. He's on the IL. Good news, good news with Bader, right? I heard about him this morning. Yeah, he's he's going to go on a rehab soon. I think by the end of the week. Um, so that's a good good news. They did bring up Peraza for Stanton, which looked a little strange because he's probably not going to play much. But I think that is just for the forty man because he's on the forty man roster mm -hmm. and he's going to come up and. Donaldson is going out on a rehab assignment tomorrow because the minor leaguers they, they have off today, but he plays in Somerset tomorrow and he should be back in the Bronx on Wednesday. So I'm thinking Peraza goes down on Wednesday unless something crazy happens, but that looks like the move there. So Donaldson will be back. The big, the big thing that's going to happen is whether it's uh, let's say sometime next week when uh, beta returns you know, what's the move there? Is it going to be the simple one of designating um, Calhoun for assignment? Because he has no minor league options. Or are they going to finally cut ties with Hicks? Because Hicks, you know, we've been saying it. Guy has no role on this team. I mean, he's just a nothing. And he's just God, taking up I space. Be Hicks. I, I think it has to be. But it's like, I know the team does not want to eat his contract. That's the thing. But I think they have to at this point. Because it's like when he's up, it's just... You know, it's almost like a waste because you could tell, like, he's just mentally just not – he's so frustrated, and I get it, but from the Yankee side, you you stink, so I don't want to put you in the lineup, but I could understand, you know, both sides' frustrations here. Um, but something has to get done. I, I hope a team gives him a shot. Like, I, I don't even want anything for him. I just want to see him get a shot and not eat, third, you know, the whole contract, maybe half of it somehow and just – 
attached a, a decent prospect to him and and send him off somewhere, you know? Yeah, I think he just regular at bats from somebody. Yeah, why not? Right. Um, yeah. Not sure. I'm not sure who wants to take you know take him on <laughs> because he's really bad. But maybe there's a team that looks at him and goes, "All right, we could fix him." We you know maybe mentally, you know, goes to a new uh, a new team, you know, fresh start and all that. And um, and here's the other thing that that uh, can, you know kind of it's kind of tricky is that I think he gains his. 10-5, is that the right? 10-5 rights? 10-5 rule, yeah. I think he gains that in August, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and he's gone before that. Yeah, so um, so any move. So, I, yeah, I, I think that's the right move. Will it, will it be the move? I don't know, but it, it's probably going to be Hicks or Calhoun or who knows, maybe another injury will pop up somewhere, <laughs> which um, which happens a lot for us. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, and the Red Sox, speaking of injuries, had they moved Zach Kelly to the 60-day IL. Um, they moved Chris Martin to the 15-day IL. So a couple of bullpen moves. <clears throat> guy off of waivers from the Mariners, Brennan Bernardino. He was a minor league free agent last year. Um, the biggest thing about him is he's a lefty. So they'll give him right. a shot. Um, and then after that, the other update would be James Paxton coming back from a hamstring strain. I know he made a start on the 14th in Worcester through 70 pitches. They expect him back late April, early May at the latest. So James yeah. Paxton. <laughs> I did read something about him that he said, he goes, I think I need another start or two down sure. here. So no why rush. not? No rush. No hey, rush. if he can't hit. There's, there's seriously is no rush. <laughs> yeah. And he's a lefty then, anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, just as well as I do that I'm going to, I'll believe it when I see it with him. Yeah, exactly. I, I we, we've been through him already, so we know. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, the good news about today, even though it was a tough game so far to watch is they're doing the 10 year anniversary of the Boston strong, the 2013 champs. Yep. Because it's been 10 years since the uh, the horrible events of the marathon. So you had you had a bunch of players from the 2013 team. Um, nice. I know you're a fan favorite for the Yankees, Jacoby Ellsbury. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they're doing like a 10-year patch for it and commemorating it. And, you know, cool. right now it's what Red Sox fans have is the off-the-field off ceremonies and hopefully on the field, catch lightning in a bottle because no one saw, I'm not saying they're going to do this, but no one saw 2013. Right. So whether they do that, that that's, I remember you asking me what their expectations were at the start of the year and inside the clubhouse, that's what they were talking about. Mm. But it's going to take a heck of a, a heck of a trade deadline for that to happen at this point yeah i and, and i think um I, I know i mentioned it before but i think alex Cora's job is getting really warm he's on the hot seat oh so you think there's a chance he doesn't make the, the rest of the year it could get really ugly what happens if look this might give him a pass but what happens if someone like devers goes through a slump not even gets injured if devers goes through a slump <laughs> 
look at that lineup. You could oh, lose 95 games. Yeah, he can't. He can't go into a slump. They're 8-8, eight and eight <laughs> and he's leading the American League in home runs. Uh, if he goes, oh, my God. I don't even want to think about it. So <laughs> that that's the doomsday scenario. At, at the best... I think I think they need to they need to go 500 or better for him to keep his job. Hmm. But how do you expect? I mean, I know the payroll's not cheap, but I mean, when you when two of your main bats are out, right? Number one, pitching is kind of all over the place. I mean, think about who they gave him to be their number one and number two starter. All right, Sale is is Chris Sale, but he hasn't been Chris Sale like that for a couple of years now. Kluber, we know is nowhere near what he was and you're saying you know this guy only one through the only you can only see him once once through the yeah so it's like i i mean i'm not trust me i'm not sticking up for the guy but how how do you fire him after this you know giving him that team trying to man it's tough because yeah to your point you can only you can only make so much out of what you're given but right at a certain point someone's got to be faulted for this and the the GM Bloom, for some reason, this is his fourth year. So he might, it might be a cleaning house move if they finish last two years in a row. Yeah, no, that's true. I, 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 mean, listen, I, I, could, I I'm definitely not, the, the Red Sox camp is broken up. They call them the Bluminati. <laughs> Bluminati. <laughs> for those that love what Bloom is doing and they think he's a master and he's going to bring Tampa Bay to the Red Sox and, and then there's the other contingent that thinks the Red Sox are being cheap and they should have signed Bogarts and they should sign Otani and they should, you know, right. Go nuts. And I'm somewhere in between. I, I don't think, I think someone's head has to roll. If you, if you finish last place two years in a row. That's true. And I, I look at it this way, even if like, even if you get rid of bloom, then whoever the new GM is a probably he's probably going to get rid of Cora. Yeah. So to to exactly what you're saying, yeah, I think either way, Cora doesn't make it because if Bloom does stay, um, they're gonna the, the heat's gonna be on him to do something, and obviously, you know, maybe bring in and maybe his thinking is guy, but yeah, he's just not. He hasn't been. Look, I mean, you are what your record says you are. So yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I just with their injuries. You know, and with his track record, Cora, I, I personally wouldn't get rid of him, you know, but, um, you know, obviously it's Bloom. Bloom is the real issue here. You know, <laughs> the yeah, owners have to see that. You can't replace Xander Bogarts with, I know it was a couple of games, but you can't replace Bogarts with Yu Chang. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> and expect, and expect the same results. No, you can't. And and think about it. The same results were not even making the playoffs last year. Exactly. So, right. So I, it made that made no sense. How do you let that and and to let him? I, it still kills me. I'm not even a Red Sox fan, but if you let him, you let him walk out the door for nothing, and you knew you you knew you had no shot at signing him. Yeah, they upped the offer to, I think it was six years, a hundred million. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Yeah. Think about what he signed for. That's embarrassing. That's like, look, I get it. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say you signed to an 11 year deal, but right, you can pony up money. And and listen, and if they weren't going to do that, 
then just say, guys, okay, we're not going to be able to meet this guy's demands. Let's trade him. We're going to take the hit either way. If he walks out the door for nothing, or if we trade him now, we're going to take the hit one way or the other. If we take the hit with, with all these prospects that we're going to get for him, two or three that are going to be really good, hopefully. They could have <laughs> traded him to a team like the Cardinals. Definitely. Uh, definitely a National League team. And yeah. Then, and gotten the prospect or two back. Absolutely, they would have. Absolutely. I mean, Bogarts is a legit, you know, all-star here. He's no slouch. Nope. <laughs> and he's not that old. What is he? He's 29, I think, right? Yeah. Right in the prime. Yeah, so you're going to get good plays for him. Make the move. and Or even if you want, at least bring back a, a veteran and a and a pretty good prospect. Something. At least to say, at least to soften the blow. I know, listen, fans would hate it. They would kill ownership for doing that. But he walked yeah, out and got nothing. It's a lot better than what, what's happening now. Right. You would at least have something. You could say, hey, you know, at least with bets. They tried, right? They knew, all right, we're not going to be able to sign him, so let's trade him. And, all right, whatever they got for him, it may not be great, but at least they got something for him. You know, they tried. <laughs> yeah, as as much as that trade is hated in Boston area, um, at least they at least they did something, like you said. And right. It's, <laughs> it's tough when you're a team that claims to be a big market you know, one of the one of the pillars of the of the game of the sport, and you're playing this bad, and you're and you're quote unquote you know bargain basement. Exactly. Now uh, think about it. How much worse it would have been if they let Betts walk out the door and got nothing for him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right now they have their backup catcher and their starting right fielder. Right. At least they got something for him. Right. I'm not saying that's great, but. It's something, but I think and it's... they did offload David Price's contract. Right. So yeah, that was no, I get what you're saying. It, it makes a lot of sense. I yeah, guess. but so it'll be. It's going to be an interesting rest of the year for Boston. Like what direction they go in, and um, you know, like you said, if everything does go right, and you know, most positive, you know, you're talking about a 500 team to maybe, maybe, maybe stay in the playoff race so it looks decent. But if that doesn't happen, like what, what's going to happen at the trade deadline? I mean, are there any players here that you're going to – that you that you could get something for? Well, there's a <laughs> bunch of players. i, I got to look up the specific contracts, but there's a – I know there's not too many long-term contracts. That's a good thing. So that's a good thing. You could probably – I don't – if he's – if he plays any worse, I don't know if you're going to get anything for him, but I know Kike Hernandez is going to be a free agent. He can play multiple positions. Right. He showed him that he was hot in the playoffs before when they made their run. See, to the, I could see a team uh, trading a couple of years ago, but he's not playing well right now. Uh, if Corey Kluber finds magic lightning in a bottle, <laughs> puts together a couple of good starts. Some team's gonna call for him, but uh, yeah, I don't see many things. I yeah. don't see many big time trade pieces. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. You know, you look at that roster and it's like, yikes. You know, there's not much there. Upgrades. Little upgrades, but yeah, but I, I, if and if if Kiki could get going a little bit offensively, you know, um, I think it, I think by the trade deadline he could be traded because. 
every veteran team is looking for a guy like him. Everyone is looking for a guy who could play multiple positions, a bench guy off the bench. He could steal some base, you know, like just a guy could do a little bit of everything. He's perfect for a, a, a team going for the playoffs that, yeah, or that's going to be in the playoffs. So, yeah. And, then, um, it, and on the flip side, it's going to be interesting to see what the Yankees do, how they kind of weather the storm without Stanton. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, it's it's going to get interesting because they do have a tough schedule coming up to to kind of add to the, uh, you know, the intrigue yeah, here. But in the for front. a while, though. Yeah, I mean, the Yankees – and think about it. The Yankees are going I, – I, you know, you hate to keep bringing this up, but it's part of the, the mantra here for this team. But you got three-fifths of the rotation out. You got three ballpen arms, key ballpen arms out. You know, hopefully with, with Donaldson and Bader coming back in the next week or two, you know, maybe that'll soften the blow a little bit. But it, it's still going to be rough because the next games, you got home against the Angels and, and the Blue Jays. Then you go on the road and play Minnesota and Texas and then back home for Cleveland, then out to Tampa. So this is going to be a tough stretch here. And, you know, one of your main bats is out for it. You know, he's not going to be back for at least a month, figure a month and a half. Um, So hopefully with Bader returning, the good thing with Bader returning is that judge could go back to right field and now Stanton's out. So judge is going to be in right, you know, basically every game or DH and you don't have to worry about judge playing center, you know, maybe once a week, you know, just to give Bader a break, hopefully. And, you know, then left field could be Cabrera's, you know, and everybody kind of goes back to their roles that they, that they, you know, were originally planned for. Um, and hopefully, you know, once everybody settles in, you know, they could score enough runs and get enough starting pitching because that's that's going to be key too. someone else has to step up after Cole and Cortez. Yeah. Uh, you know, Herman did it Sunday, uh, Saturday. Hopefully. Hopefully he continues. If he continues until whether it's Seve returning or um, Rodon, whichever one comes back first just need at least one of those guys back because then it'll soften a blow, you know, and yeah, I'm you trade out Rodon, uh, trade basically <laughs> meant for Rodon. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a win. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to now, like what does Brito do in his next start after getting, you know, totally shellacked in his last start against the twins, you know, not even getting out of the first inning, giving up seven runs. I'm curious what happens to him, how he bounces back. Cause It'll it'll show a lot, right? If he could bounce back and just give you a decent start, then you know you then you know you probably got something in this kid. You know, if he has another bad start, eesh, then it's um all right. What what do we got in AAA that could come up and and give us a start? Or if there's anybody out there as a free agent maybe to sign? I don't even know if there's any other starters that yeah, are out I was there. Looking on the free agent market before it was uh, Zach Britton still out there for a reliever. Okay. <laughs> Other than that, it's not much. Yeah, I know. It's it's going to be. Yeah, I don't know if I want that. No. That's definitely not. Um... And then you were mentioning schedule. I was looking up the Red Sox schedule. And they face Minnesota. This stretch is going to be really big because they face Minnesota, Milwaukee, 
Baltimore, Cleveland. And then in May, they face Toronto, Philly, Atlanta, St. Louis, and Seattle. Wow. All Then that's the next month. Oof. Yeah. The, the, next, the next series that I see that's winnable is the last days of May, Cincinnati. And wow. Wow. Because the rest of them, you can say, okay, we'll, you know, we'll split a four-game series in, against Toronto. But, I mean... Philadelphia, Atlanta, St. Louis, Seattle, San Diego. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm looking at it. I don't see a series there where you could legit legitimately say, oh, yeah, that's a that's a series you guys could win. That's in Cincinnati. By by Memorial Day, you guys might be out of the out of the race. Yeah, it's going to be a big month. Yeah. Oof. And I, I guess, you know. Yeah, I don't want to overreact, but yeah. Um, no, definitely not. You can't. You definitely can't overreact, but you could also be honest and realistic. just look at the team. Yeah, realistically and, and look at it and say, okay, what do we got here? Um, but um, and that kind of leads me to what to to kind of step away from the Yankees and the Red Sox for a second. With some of these teams starting off, re- you know, it's only a couple of weeks, but some teams have kind of stuck their neck out a little bit and started off hot and I wanted to see if you were in or out on some of these teams. Okay. Cause no, we are talking. 10% of the way through the season. Yeah. So it's still, there's still a lot to go. I'm not saying, you know, but sometimes a couple of weeks could tell you a lot or not that much, but um, what do you think of, I, I looked at, all right, the East is the East. I'm not really concerned about that. Nothing's really surprising me there, but I look at the American league West. I look at Texas leading, leading the division at nine and six. What do you think of Texas? Are you in or out on this team? Um, to win the division, I'm definitely out. But I can see Texas being a, a wild card team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Comes down to pitching with them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I actually like their pitching. I, I was thinking you would need another outfielder. Well, what do you got? Oh, you got Tavares. You got Garcia. And, oh, yeah, left field. What do you got? The Josh Smith or it's not a great Bobby outfit. Grossman? Yeah, yeah, I that's true. People just look at Texas and they say, "Oh, well, it's Texas of yesteryear. It's they, they've got the hitting. They need pitching." I think it might be the other way around. I think they they could use another bat. Yeah, and maybe another yeah. maybe a bullpen piece. Rob stays healthy. Yeah, that's that's the key. Oh my god! You know, if Degrom goes down, it's stays healthy. I mean, yeah. on a five-year deal, I think so. Yeah, we were joking. If you get one or two full years out of them, it's worth it because they're that desperate for pitching. Right. Maybe this is the first year. Maybe this is it right here. It's true. And the five-year contract is just that that tax that the non-contenders have to pay to become a contender. Yeah. It's what true. About, what about Houston? Yeah, I was going to I was going to put that in the worry category for sure. Um I, I'm not worried about them yet. I mean, it's only a couple of weeks, but starting off 7 and 9, yeah, that's not great. Um this is a team that was expected to win the division and right now they're they're not obviously, but it's early, but is this is this the you know, is this the year that guys like Bregman start to show their age, you know, Brantley 
you know, they're starting pitching. Maybe Val, maybe they're going to miss Verlander more than more than they think they would. Yeah, um, I think it kind of. I think the West, the AL West, kind of <coughs> kind of balances out. Other than Oakland, yeah, I um, think this <laughs> might be the year where Texas is better than we thought. Houston is a little worse than we thought, but they're still right there. I don't think Houston runs away with this division this year, but I think Houston, at the end of the year, I think Houston, Seattle, and Texas are all good quality teams. Yeah, that's true. Um, what about I? <laughs> another one that I kind of looked at and I said, all right, this is definitely that whole National League Central. You got yes. top three. You got the Brewers at 11 and five, Cubs, eight and six, Pittsburgh, nine and seven. Who are you in in or out on on those three teams? Those three, I'll, I'll go with Milwaukee because of their pitching. I know they might have a big injury coming up with Woodruff. Right. But um, if that's not a long-term injury, I, I'd pick Milwaukee. My, my thing is the, the two in the National – actually three teams in the National League that scare me right now that I would be scared if I was a fan of be San Diego, St. Louis, and Philly. Yeah. I, one or two of them is going to – I mean, you know, it's early, but you don't want to get too far behind. Yeah, San Diego can't be – they just – I mean, they're getting Tatis back this week, right? Yep. That's – yeah. They're, they're, I think they're going to be fine. Philly's uh, already six games out of the NL East. Yeah, that's that's listen, last year was a great example, right? They started off really bad and yep. I hate to keep saying it, but you had you had them going to the World Series and it didn't look good early on, but they made the, you know, the manager uh change and then But can they pull that rabbit out of the hat again? Right. Or they fire the guy again, you know what I mean? Yeah, like who are they going to bring in? They're going to bring back Gerard? I don't know, like uh it's it's definitely curious how bad they've started. I mean, I know they got Harper coming back at some point. I know they lost uh, Reese Hopkins. I didn't think that would be that big of a deal, losing Hopkins, I'll be honest. Um, and but St. Louis is quietly just playing around 500. Yeah, that's another team. I, I don't know what's going on there. I'm, is it their pitching that's not doing well? I don't know. I haven't. I, I know Jordan Walker's off to a hot start. Yeah, he had he got hits in his first, what, 12 games or something? and yeah. Uh, Brendan Donovan's been hitting well. Um, I know Arenado just got to a milestone home run, 350 first career. I don't. Pitching? I'm not sure. It it could be the pitching because I know Jack Flaherty had, he kind of settled down, but I remember the one game he threw like six walks. Right. Yeah, he's not, he's not pitching bad. He's just, you know, three starts, 15 innings, 1.70 RA. Um, I think it's their bullpen, right? You can look at Jordan Hicks. Yeah, he's got a double-digit ERA, I think. Yeah, that don't look good. Um, Mikolas, he's not pitching good for his, as a starter, 80 RA. Mats is up over six. Yeah, their pitching's not great. <laughs> let's Let's be honest there. Yeah. You know. But we we kind of said that right before the season, 
We're like, yeah, it's a bunch of good middle of the rotation guys. Yeah, they don't have that one ace that you're like, okay, that's the guy. You know, they just yeah. don't have it. Even, I mean, Flaherty has to be, he has to be that guy, but can he be that guy? And can he be that guy all season? That's, you know, that's, that's the lie. big, right. I think that's the big one there. Um, so that's, yeah, I, I think that I think they'll be fine. I I really do. I think St. Louis will be fine. I'd be more concerned. I don't know about San Diego. You know, it's another team. Not that I don't think either one of us was that high on, but I think other people were with the the Giants. I mean, they're five and nine. Yeah, and they don't even look that good. Right. So that's a team I'm I'm kind of worried about. Not that I'm again, we weren't that high on them, but we thought they'd be better than this. I mean. And they just signed Logan Webb to a, what, five-year deal? Yeah. I, I like that contract for them. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's a wins, good pitcher. I think just signed Pablo Lopez to a four-year extension. Yeah, that was that was smart, too, you know. Um, but, I mean, going back to the American League for one more team that I think it's time to worry about them, especially after last year, was the White Sox. They're 6-10. and 10. Yeah, I mean, that's a good one. they kind of get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, I mean, we we both liked Minnesota winning that division, so this is it's looking that way right now. But I know it's early, but um, yeah, I'd be a little concerned. I'd be with the White Sox. Your manager, obviously, it, it, I'm not calling for him to lose his job, but you just you don't know how he's going to react. Yeah, and it's just uh, on paper they have the talent. And there's another team. They're I think that I think they're like the Cardinals with the pitching. I think but they have decent pitching at least also to the White Sox, you know. But yeah. I I just their team ERA right now is twenty eighth in the league at five point seven two. Yeah. So I mean you don't That's have to look too far. <laughs> right. <laughs> One of your old uh, pitchers is over there, uh Diekman. Ooh, and Joe Kelly still. Yep, and those two guys uh, have <laughs> Deekman and Kelly both have two of the highest ERAs on the team. Sounds about right. They're both over ten. So, <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. So that's I think that's a team. Like you said, it's a first year manager, so that automatically puts more pressure on that team, uh, on him too. Uh, especially taking over for a team that had so much high expectations last season and then going into this season. So, but again, you know, like what we said earlier, you know what, this is, it's only two weeks into the season. So you never know um, with these starts, right? Team starts really good. Like Tampa, they're 14 and two now. Um, But I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not taking anything away, but if you look at who they played, yeah, right. Definitely. <laughs> that has that something to do with it and they're only look as hot as they started what are they three or four games up right because it's the east i mean yeah well we've said it yeah the east is you you got to play good ball you got to play close to 600 ball five you know whatever it is because if you start playing bad you're going to fall out of this division real yes, fast bad weeks that you were talking about last episode that'll do it yeah like the yankees i said it the yankees can't have the month that they had last year um what was it uh, from the all-star break into august they can't have that month again because 
they'll they'll be done. I don't even think they'll they'll get a wild card this year if they have that kind of month. Um, you got you got too much too many good teams in an American League East to have yeah. a bad month. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean it's two weeks, so we'll see how it goes the rest of the way. But there are some teams that are kind of surprising, you know, good and bad. Yeah, I mean, that, uh, Berg is. I'm not going to jump on the train totally, but they're <laughs> they're an interesting team. Um, I could definitely see them, even if they hit a losing streak, they have some sellable, tradable pieces on that team now. Yeah, without a doubt. So, and I I still think I I still believe in San Diego. I'm not giving up on them. I still I still definitely uh, buy them big time this year. Um, they're one of my World Series picks, so I got to keep keep yeah. them. But uh, I, I'm curious to see. I'm really curious to see with Tatis returning this week. How and I mean he's been smashing the cover off the ball in AAA, and I know there were a couple of minor league pitchers that had stuff to say to him. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, and he's going to hear it from the crowds wherever he goes. Yeah, maybe not in San Diego, but. He's going to hear it on the road for sure. Um, but I'm curious how they did with Houston right afterwards. Oh, oh yeah. And they, they still hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just curious how not, not just that. I think he expects I'm, I'm, ex, I'm not that I'm worried, but I'm just curious how the team accepts him and how he's going to fit it back into that lineup. You know what I mean? Cause this team has been playing together now since last year, you know, with Soto and the, and the extra pieces. So I'm curious how he just fits right in, you know, cause he's think, a star. <laughs> yeah. I think he fits in pretty well because I think with all the money they spent in a weird way, that could be a good thing because right. he's, not the, he's, he's still a huge contract, but it's not like he's the one big contract on that team. Right. That's true. Justify that money. Yeah, that is true. He is signed. He's, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> For sure, um, but yeah, I'm. I'm uh, it'll be interesting to see how this team kind of just accepts him back in, and you know where he just fits right into this team. So, um, yeah, so that's uh, something to keep our eye on this week. And this week again with the Yankees, um, Donaldson will be back on Wednesday, um, and then Bader hopefully by next week. Um, so we'll yeah. see. Like I said, with the Red Sox, if if you think if Red Sox fans think James Paxton is the answer, I'm not sure they're asking the right question. But <laughs> coming back, no, and, that's definitely not it. And it's Minnesota and Milwaukee this week, so it's going to be interesting because Minnesota's been playing good ball and Milwaukee's in first. So, right. But uh, I was told we have trivia, so I'm, I'm interested to see what we got here. Yeah, this one's not so bad. Um... Who has the highest career batting average in the wild card era? So since 1994, with a minimum of 5,000 at bats. And I only have the top five in front of me. It was on MLB the other day. Okay. I have the top five in front of me. And I'll give you a hint. Uh, nobody on this list, and nobody in the top five is playing anymore. They're all retired. Tony Gwynn. No, since no. Oh, since '94. Yeah, since so he probably played how many years after that? Years after that, okay, Ichiro. He is fourth at three eleven. 
Oh, wow. Is Miguel is Miguel Cabrera? No, I thought he would be, to be honest. He was right. not. He's not active. Um, Manny Ramirez. No. Wow. There is a Red Sox and there is one Yankee. Derek Jeter. Right. There you go. <laughs> Always pick Derek Jeter. He's fifth. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, he was at 310. So that gives you the top, the bottom of this list. Okay. So now it's one through three. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah. The top is at 318. So it's not super high for a career average since 94. Yeah. I, I thought it'd be a little higher, too. <laughs> Trying to blank on the Red Sox. <laughs> How could you? He's one of your guys. Oh boy. This no. is. Uh, I'm not going to overthink it. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> He's not Pedroia. I'll give you that hint. David Ortiz. No. Okay. Think of a guy who hits really well. Yeah. <laughs> Red Sox his whole career. Uh no. Yeah, that's what. That's what was tripping me up. But when you think of this guy, you think Red Sox. At least I do. I don't think of any. And he's not active. He keeps coming back to Bogarts, but. No, not Bogarts. Jeez. You're on the right track. <laughs> no more? Yes. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, Three, okay. 313. Yeah, didn't he have a year where he batted like 350 something, 357? Something like I know, yeah, I know he had some big years. Yeah. He was always over 300. Um, now you just need the top two. One, uh, one guy played his career with one team, and the other guy played on a few teams. Hmm. The top guy played on a few teams. That's surprising. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to, and not even, well, actually, one team? Yeah. Biggio? No. National League. National League West. National League West. There you go. Arizona. Dodgers. No more back-to-back -back years. 357 and then 372. Yeah. It's just he couldn't stay healthy. Yeah. And I didn't like his attitude in that in the cheater documentary. Yeah. He's a little it's like he expected to lose. <laughs> right. Wasn't good. <laughs> um I don't know. I don't know about the NL West one. All right. I'll give you that one. Then NL West, he's second at 316, first baseman for the Rockies, Todd Helton. Oh, good one. So first place. Uh, just an all-around really good hitter. Larry Walker? No. This guy played for a bunch of teams. Um, started with the Expos. There's your hint. <laughs> There's my hint. Um... I can give you a bigger hint, but... Vladimir Guerrero. There you go. <laughs> 318. Wow, with his lack of plate discipline. If he could hit any pitch at yeah. all. 
You could roll the ball up there and he would hit it. <laughs> I saw him in a minor league game in AAA before he came up to the Expos. And he threw the ball. This was, he was shagging fly balls. And he caught the ball in right center against the wall. He took two steps like a crow hop. So he was at the warning track. Mm -hmm. And he hit the backstop. Wow. On the fly. Yeah, was he was. Long. Yeah. People forget how great that guy was. I mean, had an arm as good as anybody in right field, and he was just a great hitter. And you, you just—I I didn't know there—I don't know if there was a weak spot to pitch him. You know, like certain guys, you pitch him outside or up. He could hit everything. Yeah, remember that pitch that he hit? I think it was in Baltimore where the ball bounced. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the ball actually bounced. He was playing cricket. That day. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable, yep. you know, and that's why, you know, his, his son, he's not far off. I'll tell you that, you know, like, yeah. I don't think he's got the defensive, but yeah, his, his son is a great hitter too, unfortunately, with a punchable face, like the rest of the Blue Jays team. But, um, yeah. but uh, yeah, he hasn't, the, the apple hasn't fallen far from the tree. That's for sure. With yeah, that those are tough shoes to fill because it's, um, it's asking a lot. Yeah. So I, I just looking at this season so far, I mean, like we were saying, some teams kind of peek their heads through and some of them are just kind of laying in the weeds a little bit. And we're just we're kind of waiting for that run. Right. For the Padres, for the Cardinals, uh, Phillies, maybe obviously the Astros or these teams. Or is it going to be that one team that's just going to fall out of it? And, you know, like we're not going to see it coming. But I'm curious, you know? Yeah, it could be a team that falls out of it because of injuries or because of financial considerations. They start trading off people. Right. But I think there's going to be a surprise team in the playoffs. There's got to be. Yeah, I think so. This this might be the year. And you never know. So. Yep. So until next time, that was episode, what are we on, 93. Wow. I believe we're on 93, so we're coming up on number 100. So that's a milestone. So maybe we'll do like a top hundred. No, that's a lot, but <laughs> top something. something Figure something out. I think of a round number, like a top player thing, a list. And, yeah. Uh, but be on the lookout for that. Give us a like and a listen wherever you get your podcast. And I can be found at Patrick Trotty on Twitter. Chris is at CP7NY on Twitter. Uh, we're also at Talking Rivals, talkingrivals.com. Uh, Sportswire Radio at sportnarium.com backslash player. Thanks to the station manager, Thomas Price. And um, like I said, wherever you get your podcasts. Until next episode, enjoy the games. Take care, guys.